It's the weekend, so relax and listen to some stories the whole family can enjoy. That's right, it's the Saturday Story Circle, here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audiences. Chapter 11 Andy Parker sat in his darkened apartment, the ice pack in his hands pressed against his temples. The entire evening it seemed like a dream, and he didn't know what to make of it. There was little doubt in his mind that Satchel Braun and his mysterious henchmen had entered the grocery store with murder on their minds. It seemed just as certain that the shopkeeper, Mr. Northcott, would have gone up in flames with his shop were it not for the intervention of the Red Panda and the Flying Squirrel. But given the destruction he had witnessed... There was little doubt in his mind that Chief O'Malley was right about the need for leverage over these mysterious figures. He took the pack away from his temples and dropped it in the kitchen sink. He looked down on the counter to his left. There, barely visible in the light spilled from the neon sign across the street, was the grapple gun the flying squirrel had used to pull him to safety. He looked at the device with admiration, trying to understand its operation. He supposed that the department had people qualified to study it, perhaps even reverse-engineer it to produce more. He arched an eyebrow at the thought. It even seemed possible that within this device there might be found some clue in its construction that could provide the solution to his quest and reveal the identities of the mysterious figures. Parker paused at the thought that he might have emerged from this seemingly disastrous outing victorious. Somehow it didn't seem right. To his way of thinking, if the motives of the masked vigilantes were less than pure, they wouldn't have bothered to save his life. To use the very device they had achieved this with to uncover their secrets felt wrong. He wondered if that's why he hadn't remained at the scene once he'd got himself free. Hadn't stayed to file a report as the fire crews pulled the charred body of Satchel Braun from the wreckage of the shop and those of his three mysterious confederates. Or why he had just watched from the far rooftop to make sure that those were the only bodies that were found, that the masked heroes had got out in time. His thoughts wandered again to the mysterious girl in gray. He was trying awfully hard to remember his duty, to not act like a kid with a schoolboy crush, but there was something haunting about her eyes, her voice, and he certainly admired the way she had handled herself in a scrape. Those goons had been serious customers, after all. That, too, gave him pause. Those two gorillas had strength far beyond that of ordinary men, to say nothing of the bullets they had shrugged off. And that little man in the trench coat had blown himself to kingdom come to send a message. Parker had never heard of such behavior in racketeers or their victims. Why would the little man have done such a thing? Parker turned and headed for a cupboard in his small sitting room. Maybe a drink would clear his head. Maybe it would knock him right out. Either option sounded good to Andy Parker. The only thing he was sure of was that this case was bound to get still more complicated, unless he turned in the grapple gun. That could end his involvement in this crazy business at a stroke, maybe lock up a promotion. If I don't turn it in, there'll be trouble, he thought. I'd bet my badge on it. The phrase was one he used quite often, but this time it gave him a sudden start. His badge. He slapped his pockets, knowing already he would not find the tin shield that identified him as one of Toronto's finest. Parker groaned. He had no choice but to turn in the grapple gun and come clean now. 
The investigators from the fire department would check every inch of that wreckage, and they were sure to turn up his shield sooner or later. He sat down on the old sofa and stared at the glass in his hand. Somehow he no longer wanted it. He felt his head nodding and barely managed to set down the glass before he fell asleep, exhausted. He awoke with a start and a stiff neck. He blinked in the semi-darkness. It was impossible to say how much time had passed. He rubbed his forehead with the flat of his hand. What had awoken him? He thought he heard a scuffling sound in the kitchen. Mice again, he thought in disgust. Maybe he should get a cat. He stood up and made his way into the kitchen, flicking on the electric light as he did so. He blinked at its glare. A cool breeze washed over him. Had he left that window open? His gaze fell on the kitchen counter. The mysterious grapple gun was gone, and in its place he saw his own badge with a small card attached to it. Parker snatched it up. The card bore the mark of a small ink stamp in the shape of a paw print and claws. The mark of the red panda. Andy Parker raced to the window in time to see a sleek female shape hanging in the sky, gliding as if suspended by nothing more than the beams of the low-hanging moon. At that distance, he couldn't say for certain, but he could have sworn he heard her laughing. You're listening to the new Mutual Audio Network. Welcome home.